Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to this Facebook Live. I am so excited to be joined um, by two really wonderful guests that I'm just really pumped about talking to. Um, Arno Michaelis. I found him online recently while doing a search about the events that happened in Charlottesville. He is a former white supremacist who is speaking out about why he left the Klan and trying to uh, encourage more unity and love among people. And also Andre Block, who I was introduced to about a year and a half ago, who is just such a wonderful human. He has he cycles across the country. Uh, campaigning and doing things for charity and this time uh, this year he's just completed what's called the unity ride you can see his t-shirt in which he cycled across the country uh, with his friend who he discovered was a Republican he's a Democrat and they cycled across the country to um, to to encourage unity in America so um, I would like to hand over to you guys um, just to introduce yourselves. And firstly, huge thank you to you both for talking to me today. Um, uh, Arno, yeah, I'd love to hear a bit about you and, and yeah, tell your story. I only thank you so much for making this happen. And Andre, thanks so much for being a part of this. I, I love uh, the idea of the Unity Ride. I can't really to hear more about it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I uh, grew up in a pretty well-to-do suburb, had a nice house, nice neighborhood. Everything was pretty idyllic in my childhood, but I grew up in an alcoholic household. There was a lot of emotional violence, and that got me to start lashing out as a kid. As I, as I started uh, causing trouble at school, I got kind of a kick from it. It was like a thrill, and, and like any other kind of addictive habit, I had to keep escalating the antisocial behavior to get the same kind of thrill. So by the time I was a teenager, I was very accustomed to violence. I, I thought I hated everybody. And that's when I heard white power skinhead music, which was very like energizing and romantic and seductive and telling me that I'm this warrior for my people and I have to save the white race from this evil threat of Jews and black people and Latino people and Asians and gay people and everybody else. And because I was already suffering, it, it seemed to make sense to me. It sounded great to me. And I, and I was in this habit of making people angry, and swastika sure made people angry. So it was, it was very attractive. And, and I found that once I started broadcasting hate and violence out into the world, the world reflected it back to me, often in multiple uh, doses. And that seemed to validate all my the paranoid ideology behind white supremacist hate groups. And so I was involved for seven years. I was a, a leader, an organizer, a street fighter. I was the lead uh, vocals in a white power band that was very popular. And ultimately, it was the kindness of people that I claimed to hate. Uh, a Jewish boss, a lesbian supervisor, black and Latino co-workers who treated me as a human being when I wouldn't acknowledge their humanity. They, they treated me with kindness when I least deserved it, and that planted seeds that made it more and more exhausting to maintain that kind of mindset. And so in 1994, after becoming a single parent to my 18-month-old daughter, and after a second friend had been murdered in a street fight, I, I saw that as, as the excuse I was looking for to leave that way of life. And uh, I've, I've been grateful that that happened every, every sense every day to be uh, someone who's who's not terrified of the world around me and who really loves diversity and, and sees it as something beautiful as an asset to human life and uh, that's that's part of the message that I, I hope to get across 
I love it. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to go and touch on that some more. Um, Andre, I'd just love you to sort of share a bit of your story, please. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, so my name is Andre Block. Um, I, 2010, I dedicated my life to helping others. Uh, since then, um, I picked up a bicycle uh, and started bicycling across the country. Uh, my first trip was to uh, St. Louis to see my son. Uh, I was also raising money for a little medical clinic. And uh, during that ride, uh, I was just inspired to um, basically continue and uh, doing more. I met a lady uh, around Chilhowee, Virginia during that ride, and uh, she, she suffered from lupus. And um, uh, she asked me if I would do a charity ride for lupus one day, and I promised her I would. Uh, so 2015, I did a bicycle trip from Knoxville, Tennessee to Los Angeles, California to raise money and raise awareness for lupus. That's when I met Ioni uh, and so many other wonderful people. Um, that trip literally changed my life. Um, my life is still, I feel like I'm still feeling so many bursts uh, from that, <laughs> that uh, particular ride. Uh, so um, uh, my friend Jonathan, uh, and this is a funny part of it, my friend Jonathan, who I just uh, finished the, the Unity ride with, the biggest ride I've ever done, in, uh, period, um, was supposed to be with me during the Karma ride uh, when I rode for Lupus, but he backed out at the last minute. <laughs> and so uh, he watched me do that ride in 2015. Um, it inspired him and he did his own ride in 2016. He reached out to me uh, this year. He wanted to do a ride with me and he wanted to do it the way, uh, what, what he called it was the right way. Uh, so um, he wanted to film it. He wanted to uh, be inspirational. Um, and and um, as we started talking about it and gathering our ideas for the movie, um, it dawned on us that we lean two different ways politically and that we are seriously opposites. You know, uh, he's a big businessman. Uh, I'm a traveling volunteer, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, um, you know, I'm, I lean more left. He leans more right. Uh, I'm black. He's white. Uh, we are just, we're opposites. Uh, we are, we, 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 I like, I, I started saying that pretty much we match our country, you know, uh, and you can pretty much put that together. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was a beautiful thing for us to get together um, and, and, and push uh, for this unity amongst uh, our country. It was the perfect time. Uh, we realized that every day, as long as we were pushing towards the things that we agreed on, which was uh, uh, you know, spreading unity, uh, uh, getting out and pushing those pedals and getting those 100 miles every day, um, we spent so much time working on the things that we agreed on. We had no time, no energy, and frankly, no will to argue about the things that we disagreed on. And so that's, that's the message that, um, you know, I, I am hoping to uh, push out of this. So. Yeah, with your unity ride. I just love that t-shirt as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yes. um, so I would just love to chat to you, because you're American. I was born and raised in, the, in England, which, which is very different, and London especially, which is sort of very different to sort of more suburbs or country parts of England. So I've never, I've never really experienced racism that exists here, the kind of, like, the really staunch racism until I moved here. And then even still, I didn't quite get it because 
I live in California. So again, that's very different. Um, but you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, stories that I hear and experiences that friends have had where I'm like, wow, that's a, a real thing that exists. Um, so I'd love to have a chat with you both who know it, both of you well, I'm sure from, from both sides. Um, what do you think is the cause of this? I mean, I mean, obviously it stems back historically, but like, what's the, 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 the reason that people aren't changing and what are the ways that you think we could bring about change, less hate, more unity? Whew. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, the things that cause it, um, I, I, I would, I would, I would dare to say the things that cause it, um, are, or, or a thing that causes it is we, 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 are, we seem to be followers. Uh, we seem to uh, uh, follow someone else's ideology a lot more than we uh, think them out for ourselves. Um, oh, excuse me, you all up? You are all good. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I, I would say that um, we, we don't encourage each other enough to think for ourselves. Uh, I, I've been given an example uh, during this ride. I started giving the example of uh, um, every time we go and buy a bag of ice, um, we don't take the, we, we, we take this bag of ice full of hard ice, right? And, and we throw it on this concrete in order to break the ice up, right? <laughs> so it's only being held by a really thin layer of plastic. <laughs> the ice is hard and the concrete is hard. So that little thin layer of plastic is not protecting the ice from the concrete. So you're smacking your ice in this oil stain. You know? <laughs> you're picking up who knows what inside of this ice and it's getting caught up in between the plastic and the ice now. And then you put this ice in your ice chest, you make your kid a drink and you say, I love you. <laughs> I, I, we are such followers that we don't take the time to think for ourselves. And, and I think that uh, would be one of the reasons today that we are still facing. I, I, I want to follow on from that point. I think it's a fantastic point because in the article I read from you, Arno, you were saying that it felt wrong, like what you were doing felt wrong and yet you were still following the crowd. So yeah, yeah, I would love for you to follow up with that. I, I love what you had to say, Andre, and I think it's, it's certainly a lack of critical thinking that um, all human beings are susceptible to. And, and the beautiful part about this whole thing is that the, the reason why all this, these things happen are, is also the answer. to It's the solution. And, and that, that solution is our common humanity. I think all human beings uh, fear change. It's just part of the, exactly, there you go. We, we, we all fear change. That's been part of the human condition since anybody has written anything. Um, if you look at all the great faiths of the world, they're all really organized around this idea of fear of change. I, I'm a Buddhist, so we're like, hey, change is just how it is. Deal with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that, that's my thing. Uh, but people from the three great Abrahamic religions in, in Islam or Judaism or Christianity, it's, it's faith in God and faith in the goodness of God's creation and of his will is a way to, to ease and become comfortable with the change that is constant in our universe. Mm. So if we understand that uh, this hate and division and, and strife comes from that fear and the suffering that that fear causes, now we can respond with compassion 
which again, going back to our common humanity, all human beings have an innate need for compassion. We need other people to acknowledge our suffering, to bear witness to what we're going through. And we have the ability to do that for other people. That, that's something that all of us have. And I, I'm like giddy talking about it because it's such an amazing thing, but it, it tends to get lost when, when we are hurting. And, and when people in Charlottesville are walking around with swastikas, they're literally rubbing salt in wounds that are, are far from healed in, in generational trauma that our fellow human beings have gone through. Uh, slavery was an absolute horror. It was a nightmare. Jim Crow was a nightmare. Lynching was a nightmare. The Holocaust was a nightmare. And it, it, it's been proven that, that trauma can pass on from generation to generation. Oh, yeah. So when people run around with swastikas, now they're... They're literally open, festering wound and rubbing salt in it. And then when that's happening to you, it's hard to be like, oh, compassion. But, but as hard as it is, that's the answer. If, if we reflect that aggression, if, if we like, refuse compassion to these suffering people who are waving swastikas around, then there, there's no way that we can solve this. I'm going to, I 100% agree with you. And we were just talking before we went live um, about, about exactly that. A man called Daryl Davis, who um, we made a video for uplifting content about him. He is a, an African, he was an African American musician who played at a truck stop uh, in Maryland, which is sort of a lot of KKK members there. Um, and basically, I'm going to show you the video, but it's, 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 it's to, exactly prove Arno's point that it's through compassion to these people that are spewing hate on you. That is how you create change. And you're a prime example of it. The compassion from the people that you hated is what changed you. So um, I'm just going to get that video up. And then um, if I, I'm quite new to this whole uh, chat thing. So we need to be quiet because I don't want to mute us because I'm sure I'll never get us back. Um, so sure. guys, I'm just going to play you a, a video that's like two and a half minutes. Um, Daryl's my guy. Daryl's amazing. Right, let me get like A great friend. Stuff out of the way. Yep. Okay, here we go. We are living in a divided world. The recent US presidential election and the results of Brexit in the UK are prime examples of countries divided. But how do we unite as a society? This man may have found the answer. Daryl Davis has an obsession with racism and wanted to find out. How can you hate me when you don't even know me? He began interviewing leaders of the Ku Klux Klan and published his findings in a book. Along the way, Davis became friends with many of the Klansmen he interviewed. One man in particular was Roger Kelly. Davis would often invite Kelly to his home. Sometimes I would invite over some of my Jewish friends, some of my black friends, some of my other white friends, just to engage Mr. Kelly in conversation with somebody other than me. I didn't want him to think that I was some exception. I wanted him to talk to other people. Eventually, Roger Kelly began inviting Davis into his home and to KKK rallies, and even though Davis completely disagreed with the Klan's ideologies, he would attend, shake hands with the men, and pose for photographs. Eventually, in large part due to their friendship with Davis, 13 men and women handed him their robes and left the Ku Klux Klan. In fact, the departure of Roger Kelly ended the KKK in the state of Maryland. His lesson is simple. While you are actively learning about someone else, you are passively teaching them about yourself. So if you have an adversary 
an opponent with an opposing point of view, give that person a platform, regardless of how extreme it may be. You challenge them, but you don't challenge them rudely or violently. You do it politely and intelligently. And when you do things that way, chances are they will reciprocate and give you a platform. So he and I would sit down and listen to one another over a period of time, that cement that he talked about that held his ideas together began to get cracks in it. And then it began to crumble. And then it fell apart. We are living in a divided world. Laws and policies can be changed, but unless we change the hearts and minds of people, the problems that continue to plague our society will not go away. Could you meet those with opposing, hateful, or offensive views with compassion and understanding? What if that is the way you change their hearts and minds? So yeah, that was our video. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I was really excited to hear that Arno is actually friends with Daryl, and so I'm going to get connected to him and have a chat. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he'll, he'll be stoked to talk to you. Daryl and I have done probably 30, 40 speaking engagements together, and uh, we love doing them. Anybody who's interested in bringing us to, to your school or your organization, go to wolfmanproductions.com. Um, Daryl, actually, Roger Kelly, who was in that video, actually made Daryl the godfather to his daughter. Oh, wow. So a white Klansman, through Daryl's friendship, not only quit the Klan, but made him the godfather to his white daughter. That's how powerful what Daryl does is. And, mm. and that's uh, why I, I'm just in awe of uh, human beings like Daryl who can exhibit uh, kindness and compassion with, with that kind of magnitude uh, yeah I mean and it's interesting because after I learned of him I was I was trying it you know I um, spent some of the year with some family friends uh, abroad who are Republican who voted for Donald Trump and I tried to like and I took that and I was like okay let me just start listening to these conversations and it just I don't know. Like I still, I still struggled with it. I just, I just struggled to be like open and compassionate and listen. And especially when all these things happen, it's so hard. And I wonder if either of you have any, any advice on sort of how to, how you greet that. Well, one thing that I also want to say is I think back to the civil rights movement and, you know, the times after slavery when African-Americans had to deal with so much. And I look at Martin Luther King and all the protesters and all the students that would go and do sit-ins. And uh, I, I know this through films, really, because obviously I wasn't there. Um, the strength of character as a human to just be able to just radiate love and compassion in the face of that hatred, that's what's ch that's what changed things. Um, but they they did it, and then and then I look at like the race riots that we have today, and I'm like, <clears throat> it's it's such a it's such a difference. But but what they did actually changed, and like, how do we do that? <laughs> like, because I still don't think I'm strong enough to do it, and I think I'm a pretty open, loving person, and I don't have the strength to do that. Like, I I, I think we're just not we're not reaching deep enough to uh, find ways. You know, I, I feel like. Um, 
I feel like, you know, we have a lot of talking points that say we should, we should find ways to be part bipartisan or we should find way, but we, we never find those ways, you know, <laughs> but those ways can be so simple. I believe, you know, uh, um, go and, and reach across the aisle uh, and, and take a, a poor kid to get ice cream. How fun would that be for five bucks? You, you know what I mean? Um, um, roll up your sleeves, get the kids out uh, and go and, and, and paint the worst house in the neighborhood together with, 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 with your neighbors. You know, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so much easier than we make it to reach, reach out and make a difference. Uh, but we, we, seem to, we seem to put all the extra pressure on it uh, because, we're, we're, well, I think it's kind of back to that following thing, you know? <laughs> we're, we're following everyone else instead of creating a path. You know, uh, so I, I would say it's a lot easier than we make it seem to reach out and, and build relationships uh, that can then build love. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 tr I, I truly believe, I'll, you know, the more time you spend with someone, the more it breaks down those walls. It, those, you know, so, so when you build a bond, when you start building a bond, love creeps its way in because love is the strongest thing we've ever experienced. Uh, so it's gonna make its way in if we just take that first step, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I don't think it's as hard as we make it. Uh, um, we, just, we just gotta start uh, thinking outside of the box uh, or um, creating a new box for ourselves to live in. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> very good point. <laughs> Give yourself a new box. I love yes. it. So I would love to touch on um, just to wrap up, like what you are both, uh, what projects you have, or what you're up to, or what you're working on now. I, Andre, you were just so like right on point, and and I, it's I feel like almost we're thinking with the same brain because <laughs> what you just said is like everything that I'm about and everything that I've learned from the Sikh community after their Gurdwara was attacked by a white power skinhead on August 5th, 2012, and he murdered six people. He left an elderly holy man in a coma. He shot a police officer 15 times before being stopped by another police officer. And the Sikh community responded to that by saying, we are going to, instead of being afraid, as this gunman wanted to, to as was his attention, the Sikh community said, we are going to open ourselves up to the community at large, and we're going to do that through service to others. And we're going to, we're going to do this in the spirit of the oneness of humanity. So the organization Serve to Unite was born. You can see us at servetounite.org with the number two. And what we do is we bring young people together to engage in service learning, the arts, and global engagement to see that we have that common humanity that you're talking about, Andre. And, and, to, and by the way, I'm a huge ice cream fanatic, you guys will see from my <laughs> Facebook page. So the fact that you mentioned ice cream, that was literally the cherry on top. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> beyond ice cream, though, uh, I, that idea of service, finding a common cause that everybody can agree upon. I just wrote an article called How to Smash a Neo-Nazi Event. And the idea is, is instead of counter-protesting, even if you're counter-protesting peacefully, holding signs saying you're a hateful bigot, don't be that way, it doesn't speak with anywhere near the power of arranging a service event across the street to suck all the media attention away 
to say a food festival where you're you're raising money for uh, awareness and prevention of human trafficking or cancer research or feeding homeless veterans or some cause that everybody can agree upon if you can get that going you'll not only raise a ton of money from that cause but you will suck all the wind from the neo-nazi rally in fact invite them over to have some of the food say hey guys come contribute <laughs> come, come be a part of something good you don't have to be afraid like that and show how powerful and beautiful diversity is that that's what served unite has been doing for five years uh we we've just scaling out of Milwaukee public schools where we've worked with about 40 schools and tens of thousands of students. And uh, we're very excited to, to bring this idea of service and unity uh, nationwide and worldwide. I absolutely love that. <laughs> God, I love that. I love that. I love that. And, and, and I really love the idea of, of um, you know, doing that with a cause that even they can agree with. Exactly. <laughs> like how exactly. Can you? you know? <laughs> that's that's oh, the idea. I absolutely love that. Oh man. Yes, Arno. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gave me news. Let's let's make it happen, brother. I mean all the three of us, we can we can all organize that stuff the next time uh you know a hate rally rears its head. I I'm we're we're the people who need to make that happen. And everybody who's on Facebook, everybody watching this, everybody who's concerned. And, and terrified after Charlottesville, which they rightfully have every reason to be, let's, let's transform this. Let's transform the hate into something beautiful. It's entirely possible. I've, it's ha happened in my life. I see it done every day. Uh, Andre, you've been doing it. Ioni, you've been doing it. This is, it, it's, it's entirely possible and, and it's entirely within our power. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, did you want to just share what, what you're up to so that people know? And then also um, at the end of this, I'm going to get all your info so that we can have it so that people can go and find the links to everything. But yeah, I just wanted yeah. to let you finish. So as of right now, um, I am finishing up uh, on the Unity Ride film. Um, I just uh, left uh, California. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, Ioni on, in, in the film as well. Um, I am considering and I'm, i shouldn't be making this announcement here but maybe it'll be a push to my writing partner uh jonathan in this in this movie i am considering going up to charlottesville and interviewing someone um in charlottesville and engaging in this type of conversation for the film uh, so that's what i'm working on right now um after this is done uh basically um uh, yeah i only this is uh, new but I think I am getting a little deeper into the world of film uh, and uh, trying, to out, trying to find out if I can inspire a little more uh, through film. Arno, is that really right? Seriously, I love connecting people. I, yes, I am. They're excited right now. I, I would love to, to work on some film projects with the Andre. I, I've done, I'm in the middle of my third and fourth documentaries as a subject. And uh, last year, I spent the, the, the year working on a TV show, which tragically never aired, about helping people get out of the Klan. But in that process, I've done a bit of production, a little bit of directing, 
And uh, I, I really want to continue doing that. So I, Andre this, and Ioni, I, I think this is the beginning of uh, yeah. some beautiful friendships. <laughs> I think so. I was going to add yeah. to that. Yeah, I have a platform called Uplifting Content. So uh, I think this could yeah. be Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perfect place. Perfect place to launch it. You have the perfect platform. <laughs> Absolutely. The perfect platform. Yes. So, uh, I, yeah, this is the beginning of something beautiful. Uh, this is something I, I, and we should do this more often. Um, I sure. believe this may be able to uh, be really inspirational. Uh, I'm, I'm all in, y'all. I am all in. Anything <laughs> I can do, I mean, I don't know. As am I, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that we managed to put this together in like such a short amount of time, but thank you for being game and making it work and just sharing a story. And I hope that people out there, if you, if you appreciate the message that we've said, please share it. Please you know, tag somebody that you think might might appreciate this conversation because um, it's just spreading awareness and I will put a link to Arno and Andre's projects and all that type of stuff so you can check them out. But guys, thank you. I'm going to end it there. But um, yes, definitely doing this more. Ah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> me in. Me in. Oh, no, it was great meeting you, man. Likewise, brother. Yeah, let's, let's get together. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll be in touch shortly. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much, Andre. I hope you guys are amazing. <laughs>